and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by The Week Junior, a kid's magazine I'm sure you'll love. Each issue is full of fun sections for the kids to explore. There's people, animals, and the environment. Around the world, where there's a big two-page world map with notes about different things happening all over the world. And one section my kids love is The Big Debate in which a relevant issue is presented with two different opinions and the pros and cons of each issue. What is a recent debate you remember from one of the issues, Jackson? There was one about whether wokers should have a four-day woke week. And what do you think about that? Well, I voted yes because it would give us a chance to relax more and spend more time with our families. And it would give us extra days to sleep in. (laughs) Right. Kalin, is your argument based mostly on you sleeping in in the mornings? Well, it looks like Kalin has fallen asleep. We're going to take her to her bed for a quick nap, I guess. There are many fun elements to the week, Junior, that will get your kids thinking and talking. Unless they're already asleep. Yeah, (laughs) unless they're already sleeping. And you can also vote online for next week's big debate. And your votes will count towards the results. Right. That's awesome. Click on the link in the show notes or visit theweekjunior.com slash kidstories to try six risk-free issues of The Week Junior. Now let's get on to some shout-outs. Happy birthday to Bay Merrick. Bay, I hope for your birthday you get a cat that can grow into the size of a tiger and a never-ending bowl of ice cream and a pencil that can only write the truth and the power to shoot flames from your hands and a big bucket of goofballs. If you were a character in the stories, Bay, I think you'd be a clown ninja who uses donuts like ninja stars. Thanks for listening, Bay. Another birthday shout-out for Kaya. Happy birthday, Kaya. I hope for your birthday you get a magical teleporting tiara and a wand that turns raindrops into jelly beans and a potion book with a hundred potion recipes in it and a big bucket of goofballs. If you were a character in the stories, Kaya, you'd be a mini-witch who can use her powers to shrink herself down to the size of a thimble. And Imani, of course. Imani, I think if you were a character in the stories, you'd be a new kid at the Academy, and you would possess a rare, bigifying amulet that magically grows you to ten times your actual size. And when you and Kaya are adventuring together, she would shrink down to tiny size, and you would carry her in your backpack. Thanks for listening, Kaya and Imani. Today's story was written with help from Ari and Abel, two excited listeners. Thanks, Ari and Abel, for the incredible ideas that made this story possible. Today's story is titled Escape from the Red Cloaks, Part 1. Ari and Abel were trying to act natural as they approached the castle. Their red hoods draped over their heads and obscured their faces. All right, Ari, whispered Abel. Let's do it just like we planned and nothing should go wrong. We got this. Ari whispered back. These evil white wizards won't know what hit him. The two young wizards were out on their first solo mission under the guidance of the Red Cloak Wizard Tribe, the group they had lived with for as long as they could remember. This castle was open to the public, and there were people milling about, going in and out. The doors were propped open, so getting inside was no problem at all. They entered through the huge wooden castle doors and further inside the massive structure. The people walking around seemed common, like villagers. Some were cleaning up, 
Many were sitting at a large dining table enjoying a meal. No one noticed Ari and Abel. No one stopped them from entering the castle. It all seemed like a pretty chill place. The brothers gave each other a look and nodded. They each reached into their cloaks and produced handfuls of a sparkly bright powder. They threw the powder out into this huge room and it sprayed everywhere like a huge explosion. The sparkly powder floated all around on some magical wind and swirled through the room and upstairs and downstairs and whatever the powder touched froze. People, pets, anything. The powder rushed throughout the castle and everyone inside froze in place. Round medallions hung around Ari and Abel's necks. They glowed, and the powder that came near them whooshed away, repelled by the magic of their medallions. Well, that was the easy part, said Ari. I think the hard part is going to be finding those books. Nah, said Abel. All the valuable stuff in castles like this is up in some tower. Let's go. The boys rushed up the stairs, their feet smacking the stone and echoing through the stairwell. They reached the very top tower, high above the ground floor, and entered a laboratory. The walls were bookshelves filled with books, and there were tables all over filled with beakers and open books and sciency wizardy stuff. All right, let's find those golden books before the powder wears off, said Ari. The boys were looking for the golden books of Bazur. Ancient magical tomes said to contain countless spells and potion recipes. As they rifled through this laboratory, they heard the sound of shuffling feet behind them. The brothers spun and noticed a man in a white wizard's cloak. He was looking around at all the floating powder swirling through the air. He seemed confused. The brothers noticed an amulet hanging around his neck, similar to theirs, that was keeping him safe from their freeze powder. The wizard then looked to Ari and Abel and figured it out. These two were here to steal something. Ari and Abel and the white wizard all revealed their wands at the same time. Bright beams of magic blasted out from their wands and met in the center of the room, crackling with energy. The white wizard's magical beam deflected Ari and Abel's magical attacks. Ari continued blasting the wizard, and the two stood pointing their wands at each other locked in epic streams of powerful magic. Abel rushed to the wizard, grabbed the amulet, and pulled it off his neck, breaking the necklace that was holding it in place. Without the amulet, the wizard could no longer resist the freeze powder still twinkling and floating throughout the castle. As the white wizard's body stiffened, he grunted, You awful thieves! You'll never get away with the... And his body completely froze before he could finish his sentence. Thieves, we're not the bad guys, you're the bad guy, Abel said to the wizard's stiff body. Hey, look, they've got the books just sitting out, said Ari, pointing to a nearby table. The three golden books of Bazur were sitting there, opened, like they had been used recently. Ari and Abel stuffed them into their bags and hurried out of the castle before the freeze spell wore off. They rushed to their boat, waiting on the coast of this little island. Other Red Cloak members were there lounging around. Ari and Abel rushed aboard, excited to share their success with the others. We did it! We got the books! said Abel, spilling the contents of the bag out onto the deck of the little boat. 
The other red cloaks, older than Ari and Abel, flipped through the pages to confirm the authenticity of the books. Good work, you two, said one of the red cloaks. Let's take this loot back home. The group prepped the boat and began the two-day journey back to the southern swamps. As was the routine, the older members of the Red Cloak Wizard tribe took all the artifacts and magical items to storage. So Ari and Abel strolled through the Red Cloak's little village and back to their house. Maybe we'll go back and check on those people in a few weeks, suggested Ari. Without the magical books, the White Wizards won't be able to terrorize the villagers anymore, but they might still need some help. Yeah, maybe, answered Abel. He seemed deep in thought. What? asked Ari, sensing that something was wrong. It's nothing. I just... You know, it didn't look like the villagers were being harassed by the white wizards or anything, did it? said Abel. Ari thought back to their mission. Uh, I guess they were just wandering around the castle, and they did seem happy. And they were eating in the castle, said Abel. What kind of evil wizard gang lets the villagers in the castle to eat their food? Yeah, that's a good point, I guess, said Ari. And the books... They weren't hidden or anything. They were just sitting out on some tables in the lab. Bad guys always hide their stolen artifacts and magical stuff in hidden chests, not just laid out on a table in an open castle. The boys thought hard about this. They had been members of the Red Cloak Wizard tribe since they were babies. The Red Cloaks saved them from a sinking ship out in the ocean, and they trained them to be wizards, and they went on missions to steal magical things from bad guys but they questioned this recent mission. Now that they'd thought about it, it, it didn't seem at all like they stole from bad guys and saved a village. It felt like they just stole from good guys, like they were the bad guys. And now they were thinking about all their past missions, and they realized that maybe this wasn't the first time. Oh, man, said Ari. Are we the bad guys? I don't know, Ari, said Abel. Let's go do some investigating. The two brothers snuck through town to the storage building, where the Red Cloaks kept all of their important gear. The Red Cloaks were still inside, organizing items from this mission and other recent missions. Ari and Abel crept up to the building and sat down below an open window. The Red Cloaks inside were discussing the recent mission. So how did Ari and Abel do on their own out there? They did all right. They got the books and made it back before anyone woke up from the freeze spell. Easy peasy. Can you believe those two still think we're the good guys? They're so clueless. What are we going to do when they finally figure it out? By then, they'll be in too deep. We'll convince them that they've been the bad guys all along. We'll give them a raise and some cool magical artifacts. Tell them that they don't want to let down the whole tribe. Yada yada. Next thing you know... They'll be red cloaks for life. Easy peasy. Ari and Abel were shocked. They were so angry. Their entire lives had been a lie. They trained so hard, and they thought back now to all the missions where they were the bad guys, stealing from perfectly fine people. The red cloaks had been lying to them this entire time. 
They wanted to jump up and fight those guys inside. They wanted to give back all the artifacts they ever stole. They wanted to burn this Red Cloak village to the ground. But they knew they couldn't. The Red Cloaks here were far too powerful for Ari and Abel to defeat all of them. They slunk back to their little house and whispered angrily, making plans to get their revenge. We can't let them know that we know, Ari, said Abel. I know, yeah, we need to play it cool, said Ari. And we can't fight them here. Yeah, right. It needs to be on a mission where there are fewer of them, said Abel. Next time we go out for a mission, we'll think of something and we'll turn the tables on them and we'll escape this awful place and these awful people. They couldn't say when or where or how they were going to do it since they didn't know what their next mission would be. But they swore they would get revenge somehow and return all the things they stole and never be bad guys again. The end. Thanks for listening, friends. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and questions to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe to the Kid Stories Podcast YouTube channel for great stuff there. Adios.